friends, welcome to Wild Hearts with Janine. I'm Janine, the host of this podcast, and I'm so excited you've tuned in today for episode four of Wild Hearts with Janine. Today, we are going to be talking to my really good friend, Ainsley, who is just a gem of a human and a gem of a friend. (laughs) And I'm so excited for you guys to get to meet her. She is one of the most honest and vulnerable and willing to go deep friends that I have. And you guys are just going to get to learn so much from her. So... Ainsley, say hi. Hi. (laughs) Uh, Today, Ainsley and I are going to be talking about how to unveil the lies that we maybe are believing about ourselves so that we can walk in the full truth of who we are. And Ainsley is one, really good at this, but two, has a passion for helping other people figure out how to do the same thing. There's going to be so many nuggets of wisdom. I would recommend getting your notebooks out and just being ready. So Ainsley, can you go ahead and just introduce yourself a little bit, um, share who you are, where you live, what you do, um, and maybe like a fun fact about yourself. Yes. Hey, y'all. My name is Ainsley, Ainsley Britton, that is. Um, I'm 28, and I live with my husband in Houston, Texas at the moment. We have hopped around the country a little bit. We've lived in Nashville and New York, and he's from Tulsa. I'm from Louisiana. We got married in Denver. So really, you never know where we're going to be. Um, but currently our spot is Houston. Fun fact. Um, let's see. I, you know, whenever people ask you this question, you're always like, it's like, you're, you think you're so interesting. And then all of a sudden someone says, (laughs) what's a fun fact? And you're like, I'm boring. I don't know what to say. So my go-to is that I was a featured extra in the show Breaking Bad. That was pretty cool. That was really (laughs) cool. I totally forgot that you did that. I haven't watched any of it. Did you watch the clip that you were in? No, no, no. What? I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, I need to go back and watch it. Yeah, I need you to text me like what episode and what season it was so that I can go watch it and say, hey, I know her. (laughs) Yes. It's you. I mean, I don't have a speaking part, so it's just me like there, but I still got paid for it. So I count it. Hey, yeah, you're a paid (laughs) actor. Um, and so you also have a blog, don't you? Yeah, I do blog. Yes. Um, I blog on faith and a little bit on travel, not like your travel, like minor, mainly just us. And it's just like, Hey, this is what we did. Maybe you might like it too, which is in the same vein and spirit of yours, but, um, yours is way more like what I need to look at whenever we plan our trip to Europe. Um, so yeah, I, but most of it's faith, I guess on AinsleyBritton.com. I love your writing because it feels like I'm like sitting down and you're actually like, we're having a conversation kind of like we're doing right now. Like when I read it, I'm like, Oh, these are very much Ainsley's words. And it's like, she's speaking them to me in real life. Thank you. That is, that is seriously a huge compliment because that's what I want it to be. And it's a bummer. I mean, the only (laughs) weird thing about writing is that I'm like spilling my guts out to, you know, someone in my head. Like this Mm -hmm. is the type of person that I want to communicate this to. And they're just not talking back. I do the same thing when I, when I'm blogging, writing anything. Yeah. I'm like, I imagine I'm writing it like to myself a few years Mm ago. I'm always like, oh, this is something I wish I would have known three years ago or something like that. Yes. Yes. Or I need a reminder of right now. (laughs) 
Accurate. My favorite is when I'm walking through something in life and I'm like, oh God. And then I'll just remember that I wrote something that kind of was in that vein and I'll read it. And it was like five years before or whatever. And I'm like, oh dang, I needed my own words today. Yes, literally. <laughs> that is so true. Like I'll go back in the first book that I self-published um, called Hearts and Rockets. I'll go back and read that. And I'm like, I was so smart. I don't feel that <laughs> smart right now. Like, that was a good word. <laughs> like, hype my younger self up a yeah. little bit. Um, and we kind of have a funny story as to how we know each other. Um, do you want to kind of share a little bit about that? Yeah, I'd love to hear um, your side of the story, too. But <laughs> my earliest memory is meeting at Frothy Monkey in Nashville, mm-hmm. where we were both living at the time. And you had asked me about Unveiled, which... Um, we'll get into. It was like a coffee date turned friendship. For me, the rest was history. You are one of my bridesmaids. Um, yeah. I cool. will never forget that because that was like probably, I don't know, 2014. And I had never reached out to anyone on social media before. Now all my friends, I feel like I've met through Instagram. But prior to, I hadn't. And I was still kind of new in Nashville. And I found Unveiled. And I was like, oh man, this message is so close to my heart. I wonder if she needs help. Is this weird that I'm going to like direct message her or whatever (laughs) I did? Now I would have no problem doing it, but I'm actually kind of surprised I did it five years ago because I think I was terrified. Um, (laughs) Obviously it all worked out because yeah, we got coffee and it turned into a friendship and then we got to do a bunch of stuff together. Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. we spent Thanksgiving together a few years ago. Yes. I totally forgot about that. Me, you, and my grandparents. (laughs) Just the four of us. The cabin in Georgia. (laughs) Yeah. It was so great. And I had my first gumbo experience, my first jambalaya (gasps) experience. But I love that that's how we met. And I, it was such an honor to be in your wedding. Your wedding was so much fun. (laughs) Thank you. I had so much fun. So I hope everyone else did. Oh my gosh. It was was a blast. And I loved getting to like, I love Louisiana. So um, I love the culture. Anytime you want to go back to Louisiana, I'll meet you there. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm putting that one in my back pocket for sure. And then I actually visited you guys uh, last year when you were living in New York. I came for yes, like a long weekend. It was like four days or something. And you guys were yeah. so generous because you had a like little studio apartment. 500 square feet. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And you Is set me up an air, air mattress in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was like, so great. I had such a great time with you guys. Anyway, you guys are just the best. Uh, me I love too. you and I love Justin. So thanks. you're the best. <laughs> so I've been asking everyone this so far. What is your favorite place you've ever been or a place you're hoping to go or both? Yeah. Um, I'll answer for both because Yay. I have all of the things. Want to go to like Italy, Greece. I, I want to go back to Europe and just all kinds of different countries over there. Last year, actually, oddly enough, we went to Mexico twice and Canada twice and never been to either one until last year. And then we hit them both twice. (laughs) I can confidently say that Vancouver, Canada is my all time favorite place. I would go back tomorrow. It took my breath away in how beautiful it was. And it was just the perfect place, in my opinion. I went to Vancouver like three weeks before I left for Europe, which in retrospect, I did not plan this well, but Vancouver was like my first ever solo trip. And I was like, this is a test run to see if I can do Europe. And then retrospectively, I'm like, girl, if you would have hated doing it for four days in Vancouver, you never would have made it 
for four months in Europe, but (laughs) it all worked out. out. I loved Vancouver. I loved it so much. Oh, Mm -hmm. I want to go back. So I'll meet you there. Cool. (laughs) Today. (laughs) Let's head right into our topic for today, which is no small feat talking about Mm -hmm. the lies that we have either told ourselves or others have told us that have sunk in so deep that they've become something that we believe are true. The thing is here, we, we all have insecurities and oftentimes those things, whether from ourselves or from others, turn into these false truths that we do end up believing about ourselves. Can you share uh, a little bit of your journey with recognizing some of the lies maybe you've believed about yourself in the past? Yes, of course. Um, I remember like a, a time in high school specifically when I was going through a breakup and my mom didn't like the guy. <laughs> and so she saw, I guess, me beating myself up during this process and being very upset. And she was like, why are you so upset? Like, what are you believing about yourself here? Like, what are you believing your self-worth is in this situation or lack thereof? And I think that was the first time I, I wondered that, why am I so upset? And Mm -hmm. you know, what, what is going on inside me that is causing so much pain? And is it because I didn't think I was worthy of a healthy, the happy relationship or what. But that was the first time that I recognized a lie in myself, which then turned towards, you know, me looking for those in others and mm. viewing life through through that lens. So shortly after that, a friend of mine, she was she was cutting. And mm. it was that same question that I asked myself kind of through her lens, like, what is she believing about herself in this situation that it feels so hopeless and, and that she would take such a drastic measure? And the truth is that at the root of these actions and emotions are these deep-seated lies that we all believe about ourselves. And if we can get to the root of the lie and spend time healing, we won't react with self-harm or skipping a meal or whatever that you know extreme action is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of the genesis of that idea. And from there, like as you've gone into young adulthood, how have you seen uh, any of those lies maybe progress or, um, yeah, no, how have you seen them progress? Yeah, Um, I think it's different for each individual case, of course, but my personal, I guess, journey with that is forgetting to ask myself that question to increase self-awareness. So the more you ask yourself, how are you thinking or feeling in certain situations, the more you'll be aware of your emotions and actions and, Mm -hmm. you know, the things that correlate. So I think that the best way to, you know, start recognizing those lies and really start addressing those lies to progress them in a healthy way and, Mm -hmm. and to heal from them is to spend so much time with yourself. And I know a lot of people are always like, get out of your head. Mm -hmm. Well, you need to get in your head and figure out what's going on in there before, (laughs) before you can get out because yeah, in your mind can be such a battlefield, but if you can mm-hmm. equip yourself with the right questions to ask and the right self-awareness, then you are ready for anything. And I know it sounds weird, but just spending intentional time and in writing out your thoughts, like physically pen and paper, what are you telling yourself on a daily mm-hmm. basis? Because when you see them on a piece of paper, you can take a step back and see how mm-hmm. ridiculous your self-talk can be and how hurtful these words are. 
that you are constantly playing in your mind. I um, one time wrote down just all of the negative things that I thought about myself. And I thought, would I call my friend and say, Mm -hmm. you are these things? No, of course not. That would be awful. (laughs) So why am I doing that to myself? Yeah. And why am I repeating it so often? Like every single day, multiple times a day, every time I look in the mirror, every time I start trying write and mm-hmm. don't feel good enough or whatever, the more time you spend with yourself and the more self-aware you'll become and the more you'll identify the why behind mm-hmm. so many of those thoughts and actions. Yeah, that the why is really important. Getting to the root of the things that we tell ourselves or that we believe about ourselves. Just it is so crucial to recognizing what is truth and what isn't. Because it can be easy for things if they're repeated, mm-hmm. they can embed in a way that we think they're truth when they're not. It's funny what you said about like writing things down cuz in college and really ever since I've had this habit of kind of trying to write affirmations on post-its. Mm. And then put them like on a mirror or somewhere where I'm going to see them every day. And they, I believe them about myself now because I've read them enough and I've told myself them enough. But in college, man, reading like you are beautiful, you are worthy, you are talented, you are loved. Like these things that I had written down and we're seeing every day, I didn't believe. Um, I think in my head, I was like, yes, these are true, but they hadn't translated to my heart And they say that like the journey from the head to the heart is the longest one. It's the longest trek, at least in the Enneagram. That's what they say. Like if you're a a heart center, mind center, that can be like the longest transition relationally. But I think also within ourselves, it can be the longest to get a truth from up here in your head to down here in your heart where it's really going to take root and flourish. And also you reminded me, I had a friend in Nashville, actually, she was a couple years older than me. When I first moved to Nashville, I think I was like 23 or 24 and she was 29 or 30, which doesn't sound like that much different, but man, oh man, she was so much more mature, so much more wise, so much more confident than I was. And, um, for a long time, whenever I would say something negative about myself, uh, which was a lot at the time, Mm -hmm. she would straight up say, don't talk about my friend Janine like that. And I was like, oh, oh no. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you you just don't realize it. If you wouldn't say something like that to your friend or someone you really care about, why in the world are we saying it to ourselves? Yeah. And still like we, I've heard this same kind of concept right over and over and still did nothing about it. It's I, I'm just so like, we got to do something here. Mm-hmm. Like we have to shift that mindset and yeah. it's up to us. It really is. Yeah. How would you, hmm, if you could give like a couple tips and tricks, how would you say that we as young adults, especially as young women, I think everyone deals with this, but I think it's um, especially an issue with young women. How can we shift our mindsets from these lies to what the truth is also just from our insecurities into confidence? Yeah. I mean that it's, it's It's a lot. It's a loaded tough. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get through. (laughs) But it, it, I mean, that is tough and I'm not going to sugarcoat this here. Like you are going into battle. Mm -hmm. You're, you're essentially going into that fight that you will have to endure all day, every day. As these lies come creeping in, you have to recognize them. And then you literally, I mean, this word is kind of weird for me, but you have to literally rebuke them. Hmm. And I like that word because it is rebuking them. Like you literally are like, no, you are not welcome here. Mm -hmm. And then replace them with that truth. 
Mm. which is likely the opposite of this lie, which is what you're talking about. Like whether that's reading a sticky note or, or whatever that looks like for you, but that three-step process, like looking in the mirror and saying, I'm, I'm not pretty enough. No, that thought is not here. Not now we are not doing this today. And then I am beautiful. I am worthy. And I'm telling myself that over and over and over, because that's what I want to sound like a you know, that record player that keeps on going Mm -hmm. versus that lie. Every morning I put on, like as my practice, I guess, I put on the armor of God. As I prepare to go into battle for that day, I focus a lot on the helmet of salvation because the helmet Mm -hmm. is what protects your mind, which is where this battlefield of lies really is. The verse that correlates with this is Ephesians 6, 17, and it instructs us to put on the whole armor of God and to take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And when a soldier is suited up for battle, the helmet was like the last piece of armor to go on. Mm -hmm. And it was the final act of readiness or in preparation for combat, right? Like the helmet was vital for survival and protecting the brain and the command station for the rest of the body. Mm-hmm. If the head was badly damaged, nothing else would be ready for war. And yeah. it was it's just like the assurance of salvation, like the helmet of salvation is our impenetrable defense against anything that the enemy throws at us. Yeah. So when you have prepared for the day, you then practice positive self-talk. It's a lot of preparation, right? But that's how we protect ourselves from these painful swords or painful like attacks that other people may put on us, that we may put on us. We have to practice that that positive self-talk after we've prepared ourselves. And I know like listening to this, so many people are probably like, oh, I've heard this before and it doesn't work. Like positive <laughs> self-talk, blah, blah, blah. And I guess my question then is like, how long did you try it? And Were you consistent? Because a week is not going to do it. Like those who I've talked to who truly practice this daily and with purpose are Mm. glowing with confidence. And I'm not, I'm not perfect at this either, but instead of getting frustrated with, you know, my jeans not fitting well, which is current (laughs) or my hair not working with me, I have to just go in and thank my body for the things it does well and throw on a cute hat. There's no room for this negativity. There's a solution for this and we're going to find it. Mm -hmm. Positive self-talk is incredibly difficult to be consistent with because we disappoint ourselves so often. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But the more you practice, the more grace you'll give yourself Mm -hmm. to really truly flourish and have a positive mindset. So you then can serve others and be the healthy person that other people need. Mm -hmm. You can show up for other people. Mm-hmm. And be that person that you're talking about that says, don't talk about my friend Janine like that. Mm-hmm. And I think too, when you're living in that space, when you have a deeper sense of the truth of who you are and your worth and your value, you can then step more fully into the things you were made to do, which yes. are very, you know, 99% of the time, if not a hundred line up with your passions and your gifts, like your desires. And actually I was going to, I'm going to throw you a curveball on this one because we didn't talk about this question. That's what I was just writing down on a napkin. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've always, always, and I don't know if I've ever said this, but I've always been inspired by your confidence and willingness to do new things. Like starting a nonprofit, you didn't know what you were doing, but you did it anyway, which I mean, kind of lines up with what I'm doing with this podcast. I have no idea. Yeah. I'm doing it anyway. In 
a day of just like social media overload, which also I think means comparison overload. I think that something we struggle with a lot as human beings in this time is thinking that we're not good enough or not talented enough, gifted enough, whatever, because we're always comparing ourselves with like the highlight reels and these Mm -hmm. uber talented people who have become famous because of social media, like all this stuff, right? Um, I just wanted to see what advice you might have for um, anyone who might be struggling with believing fully in themselves and their gifts, their abilities and their passions. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that my mom kind of ingrained in me again, when I was younger was like, I was too scared to try things Mm -hmm. and I don't want that for you. And there's this um, quote that Rachel Hollis says that says it's something like other people's opinions are none of your business. And I've tried to live by that, right? (laughs) Like your opinion, good or bad, even cannot tell me if my dream is unattainable. Mm -hmm. Like all the encouragement in the world is great. All the criticism is unfortunate, but it, it just comes with life. But I think that not letting other people's opinions into your life is a mm-hmm. huge thing. Granted, that's difficult. I mean, I, <laughs> even last night, for example, like I sent my friend a video and I was like, Hey, is this funny to post on Instagram? And she was like, ah, not that funny. I was like, okay, I'm not posting it. <laughs> but really, I think it's funny. I'm going to do it anyway. And you know, one of the things that I do, I guess, is when I post an Instagram story, I don't look at who looks, who watches it. I don't know who watches it. I don't, I don't look at who likes my pictures. I just, I'm curious sometimes, but I just don't do it because I'm like, if I look at that, I'm going to start censoring myself. And one person came up to me one day and was like, yeah, I was watching your Instagram story. And man, you just, you don't care. You don't care what you post. (laughs) And I was like, you don't even know how big of a compliment that was because 17 year old Ainsley cared so much that she was crippled. And there's something that I guess I've tried to cling to. And when I, I wrote it and it was like, while Satan is trying to force us into a cripple, oh shoot, I'm going to forget my own quote. That is (laughs) so unprofessional. Let me see. While Satan is trying to force us into a hopeless, crippled effect, God is using our pain and healing for a faith-filled ripple effect. That's it. And it's like, while Satan is at work and all of these lies and all of this comparison, it is crippling us. But as soon as we step out of those into our self-awareness and into our healing and into our confidence, that may be false confidence. Who knows? Mine's like a roller coaster. Sometimes I'm confident. Sometimes I'm not. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It depends on the day. But God is still using that faith and that that little confidence that you do have for that faith-filled ripple effect where other people do see it. Other people will step out just because they're like, oh, she can do it. I can do it. If Ainsley can fail at this, I can at least try. Or if she can make up in her head that she's successful in this journey, maybe I could too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I just want people to be confident. <laughs> I, I know, care so much. What I, like just listening to you share that, I wrote some more stuff down, literally on a, on a paper towel. Like, this is so <laughs> professional, you guys. But really it does, 
like it all boils down to the fact that we can't live for the affirmation of other people because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, Oh, there's a quote by, Oh shoot. By Theodore Roosevelt. And it's, um, it's not the critic who counts. And I think that mm. that's a really important, like just mantra that we should repeat to ourselves is like, yes. it doesn't matter what, it doesn't really matter what anyone thinks but it especially doesn't matter what a critic thinks. And ultimately, yeah, we just can't live for that affirmation for other people or we're always going to be let down. Really, we have to just live for knowing that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And if if we're Christians, like living for the affirmation of God, like yeah. as long as we're doing what he tells us to do, then we're doing the right thing. We don't have to worry about anybody else. But I also wonder, just like knowing your story and knowing my story, I wonder how much of a correlation there might be between not being consumed with that affirmation, whether it's social media or whatever. Um, and then stepping more fully into like your purpose or your destiny. Cause I feel like yeah. in the last year or so, since I've cared far less, I am way more confident, which is so interesting. Yes. I, I've stepped into some new things that a year ago, two years ago, Janine would have been terrified to do and therefore probably wouldn't have ever even attempted. I wonder how much of that subconsciously was fear of what people would think. Yeah. And me not doing it. I mean, absolutely. That is absolutely paralyzing. And I think for me personally, if I hear it once from the Lord uh, or twice, he normally has to repeat himself, Mm -hmm. but I am going to race towards it until the door shuts. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the door has shut. Mm -hmm. And that's just me standing in front of a door being like, Ah, crap. (laughs) Now where do I go? But that doesn't mean that that didn't lead me somewhere else and it didn't still propel me forward. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I I absolutely agree. Like it's the fear of the fear of that and the fear of failing or just the fear of other people not approving is just Mm -hmm. paralyzing. I wonder how different the world would look if we all just did the things that we felt like we were supposed to do. Like we just did it. We didn't let fear or doubt or you know, concerns of any kind keep us from moving forward. I wonder what, it'd be a very different world we lived in. (laughs) You are so right. You are so right. Oh my gosh. Well, it's obvious from the way that you talk about this topic that you're really passionate about helping others know who they are, who they really are and living out of that place. Why are you so passionate about that? For me, it's like a never-ending script in my head to just see people and help how I can. Uh, I'm an Enneagram too, if that tells you anything. <laughs> like, literally just my first thought is like, how can I help you? <laughs> there we go. But that also could be self-righteous because maybe I can't help you. <laughs> like, did I ever think about that? But truly, I, I guess I just see this pain in people. Um And I do have a heart for those physically hurting. Absolutely. But when I can see someone with pain that is in their mind or in their heart, that's just not so evident on the outside. I just have to love them. It's like, like a robot, like tweaking out, like must love you. Oh my gosh. Who are you? Need to know you. Um, (laughs) That was a weird analogy. (laughs) It was really, I, I wish, I wish people could have seen you <laughs> like I did. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I just don't think there's enough compassion in the world for those who have inner pain. I, I think that we're moving towards that. I think the mm-hmm. um, mental health awareness 
whole mission right now is, is huge and is amazing. And I am so on board with this. Like, yeah, I just, it's, it's kind of crazy how I will just be in public and somebody will just tell me their life story or like, tell me their pain. I mean, it's weird. Like people will, (laughs) one, one lady literally came up to me and was like, Hey, um, I don't know you, but I feel like I can tell you this. I had a miscarriage. I haven't told my husband yet. And I was like, what? (laughs) Who? What? (laughs) Okay. All right. Like, okay, we're, we're in this, we're in the, deep conversation now and this is happening and I don't know it I just like poured my soul out for this lady Mm -hmm. because she did the same and I think just honoring vulnerability is yeah the most amazing thing that people can do and that maybe that's why I care is that when people are vulnerable it's just it's an honor to be trusted with their Mm. vulnerability yeah oh that's so good it is an honor to be trusted because I'm a four in, on the Enneagram. So I'm like, let's go to the deep places now. Yes. like all the time. <laughs> and I've never thought of, I, I, I feel like maybe I should think of it that way I sh- because I can go vulnerable really easily. Like it's not hard for me. I'm kind of an open yeah. book, but for most people, that's not the case. And so yeah. what an honor it really is if someone feels comfortable enough that they can really open up like yes. that. Oh, yes. that's so good. Absolutely. And it helps that like you have kind of walked through this at a younger age, recognizing the lies to walk in truth. Kind of, we're just kind of step, a, step, a couple steps ahead so that now you're able to do it for people who are the same age as you. Like that's crazy or older or younger or all of the spectrum. <laughs> because we're all on our own journeys, which is so beautiful. And I know that all of this and your gift, obviously your gift for um, helping other people and being a safe space and, and wanting to help others know who they fully are. Um, those gifts lining up with your passions, lining up with your willingness to do new things. You started mm-hmm. a nonprofit yeah. called um, Unveiled Campaign a few yeah. years ago. We started it when uh, we were both living in Nashville. And that's how we mm-hmm. met each other. We mentioned that earlier. Mm-hmm. But what can you tell us about Unveiled? Yeah. We just had our fifth birthday. We're getting so old. How is this possible? I know. Fifth birthday. (laughs) I was like, there is no way. Like there's literally no way, but there is a way. It happened time (laughs) is the way. Yeah. I just can't believe we're still trucking along. We equip young adults with a mental health toolkit of sorts. Mm-hmm. So educating them on what signs to look for and how to help if you or a friend is going through a life controlling issue. Mm-hmm. Um, we use media and an online platform to reach our audience and occasional meetups, which are mm-hmm. always super fun. It's mainly completely online mm-hmm. and other than, you know, the meetups, which are usually pretty spontaneous. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we do a lot of that stuff online. We currently have an online course with two of the topics being anxiety and depression with um, a licensed counselor. And she just walks through some of the symptoms, some of the things that you can do to, you know, heal from these or help a friend who might be going through these. And we're just going to expand on that online course. Absolutely. um, As we continue, but otherwise we spend a lot of time on Instagram and on our website, unveiledcampaign.com. And then, Oh yeah. Our Instagram is, at Unveiled Campaign. The videos, we have like full-length videos, I guess, mm-hmm. of stories and concept videos. Those are going to be on the website. Um, and then are just daily kind of affirmations and positive quotes that you want to see. If you want to see just 
pretty colors and fun words um, <laughs> <laughs> that would be on Instagram. That's awesome. So uh, you kind of answered this, but I'm going to ask anyway, how, how can people get involved? Obviously they can follow on Instagram, follow along on mm. the blog. Yeah. Um, Instagram and following online is, is huge. Um, and just sharing with your friends is huge. That's mm-hmm. the best thing is like word of mouth. Right. Mm-hmm. So the other thing we always are looking for, you know, volunteers or just stories, people who want to share their hearts, like anything that, that says that, you know, they're healed and would love to share mm-hmm. their story with others. And we have like a contact page on the website as well. That has a, a little bit more information on volunteers and, videographers and you know always looking mm-hmm. for for those kinds of peeps <laughs> yeah so we will link um unveiled campaign and the instagram in the show notes you guys definitely should check it out because it's such an awesome thing you're doing and i love that i got to help at the beginning and i told you this before we started recording but anytime you need any other help you just holler Hello. i'm here <laughs> I will. thank you oh i'm also on instagram like personally can, oh yeah no, you I'll can hang out there too girl, girl don't <laughs> you worry i got you y'all need yeah, to call no one me. knows how to spell my name so if anyone understands your struggle it is me. it's you that's true <laughs> and we don't get any souvenir things no their names are Never. It was the worst. There was one year I went to Disneyland when I was like 10 and my dad got me like a specially made keychain that had my name on it. It was like such an exciting moment of my life because I never got anything with my name on it. It was always, my brother's name was like so generic that like it was easy. And then for some reason I have this super weird name. Anyway, (laughs) we feel, I feel your pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is okay. We're going to kind of wrap it up. And I have just a couple of questions I ask every guest on the show. And the first mm-hmm. one is my favorite question because I feel like you could get such a wide range of answers. So I'm really excited uh-huh. to hear what you're going to say because you wouldn't tell me what it was before we started recording. <laughs> Knowing what you know now at how old are you? 28? Yes. Yeah, girl. Okay. Yes. Knowing what you know yes. now at 28. What would you tell yourself at age 20? Mm, I would say so many things, but I'm going to try and keep it, <laughs> keep it concise. <laughs> the first thing I would tell myself at age 20 is that One Tree Hill is not real. It is not <laughs> your life. <laughs> you are not Brooke Davis <laughs> and you don't have to be her <laughs> to be interesting because I was obsessed with Brooke Davis. It was bad. And I wasn't even that much like her. That was the thing. I think people at that time, like at my age, told me I looked like her. So then I was like, oh, yes, that's my girl. I have to interject on this. I had the same thing with Blair Waldorf on Gossip Girl. Yes. Especially like when I was 20, like younger, I we looked, we had like a similar look. And yes. everyone was like, you look so much like her. And I was like, well, as long as I don't act like her, because she's terrible, the character. Right. But I like went through a phase of like tights and headbands. And anyway. Yes. I would, yes, Amazing. I would 100% agree. <laughs> yes. So that's probably the first thing I would tell myself. <laughs> like... Girl, chill out. You don't have to be pretend to be someone else to be interesting. Like you are cool. And then I guess the other thing is like I probably warn myself. Like life gets harder. It gets more confusing, but it gets so exciting. And God continues to prove His faithfulness. And there will be so many times the Lord extends His hand to you, and you just need to take it and hold on for dear life every single time. Um, trust His no. Whenever you hear it, even though it's not what you want, and mm-hmm. and then his yes, um, keep your arms and heart open for 
or blessing. And then don't settle because your future husband is so hot. (laughs) (laughs) Like so hot. And my 20 year old self really needed to hear that. She just needed to hear to not waste your time with these boo-boo dudes because your future husband is so hot. And he's six eight, like so tall, so attractive. So that's what. And <laughs> that's he's, what I would he's awesome as a human being too. Also that. Also <laughs> he's a great person. But 20-year-old Ainsley did not care. She was true. worried about how they looked. True. true <laughs> and still true. didn't pick them well. <laughs> No offense to anyone that dated it when I was 28. I can't remember. <laughs> Bye. My face hurts from smiling. <laughs> hey, Justin, you're the best. You are the best. And you're hot. Oh. <laughs> you want to make out? <laughs> next question. <laughs> she said, next question. Okay. Who or what is inspiring you lately? Be a book or a person or a podcast? I am always inspired by Brene Brown's um, research Mm -hmm. and findings on vulnerability and all that fun stuff. I'm obsessed with her. Um, Mm -hmm. I love Rachel Hollis's tenacity. And I am always inspired by the feeling of wanderlust, which Mm -hmm. I know you have as well. Um, and just the willingness to go and be and do, and you're a great example of that, doing this, launching this, going to Europe, doing traveling. So I know you, you relate to that as well, but (laughs) definitely Renee Brown, Rachel Hollis, Wanderlust, like that's what I hang my hat Mm -hmm. on to, to stay inspired for sure. That's awesome. We're actually going through Rachel Hollis's, uh, one of her coaching programs, you and I. Yes. Yes. Sorry, I, said that like, I said that very awkwardly. You and myself <laughs> and two other really awesome female entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, we just started. But mm-hmm. It's already been like exciting to kind of just dig yeah. deeper and have accountability and get to know new people too at the same time. So thanks for thinking sure. of me when that group was forming. I'm really excited to be a part of it. Oh, first person that came to mind. I was like, <laughs> no, we need Janine for sure. <laughs> For well, sure. I'm glad too, because it means we get to connect on like a consistent basis, which is always fun. Yeah. It's always, because you know, adult friendships are amazing, but they're hard when you don't live near the same people. So yes. having some sort of consistency is rare. So it's like really nice. Absolutely. Okay. So last question. I also ask everyone this one. In your opinion, what makes someone a wild heart? First of all, I just love that title. Like you did the most perfect thing when you named it that because it spoke to my soul. Um, (laughs) Yeah. A wild heart, in my opinion, is the heart that is unafraid of vulnerability and hard Mm. conversations while simultaneously dancing in freedom and full faith as they walk out their calling. Mm. I think that's how I would describe it. Oh, that's so good feels wild and hearty. Oh, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> that was bad. You need to just have one episode that's all bloopers. <laughs> that would be so funny. That's yeah, good. That's, that's really that good. That's right. That's so right concise, me. but so deep. Like just a few words, but 
Yeah, I feel hey, like I, you could uh, you could unpack that for a while. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be chewing on that one for a little. Bit. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Oh my gosh! Well, Ainsley, I'm so glad that we were able to record this episode and just connect yes. because you really are such a treasured friend to me, and I kind of love that. Like, we don't talk all the time, but it's like we pick right back up. And obviously, like Instagram and stuff helps us stay connected to a certain degree, so that's always really helpful. Sure. But. I just think you're the best. <laughs> I think you're the best. Thank you so much for having me on here. Seriously, it's like it's just a whole nother thing, like of of honor and and fuzzy feelings whenever a friend trusts you with their latest venture or their latest heart that they're just putting out there. So I am extremely proud of you for this. You don't even know how proud and excited I am that you're doing this. And I I can't thank you enough for thinking of me. Well, I love you. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you again for tuning into this episode of Wild Hearts with Janine. I hope that my conversation with Ainsley was one that helped you notice some of the lies you may have been telling yourself for the last bit of life or even the lies that others have spoken over you and that you have found some confidence and some tools to help rebuke those lies and walk in the truth of who you are and who you were made to be. Be sure to tune in in two weeks on February 18th when I will be talking with my good friend Rachel Dawson, who is another friend that I met through in social media. I guess that's kind of becoming a theme in my life. Anyway, the conversation that Rachel and I will be having is on the importance of owning your story. And once again, you are not going to want to miss it. So yeah, can't wait to hang out with you guys in a couple of weeks. But hey, if you're still listening, I need your help. One of the upcoming episodes is going to be a solo cast, which is something I'm planning to do in between every four episodes with friends. And the first theme of the first solo cast I'll be doing is singleness and relationships. Um, But mostly singleness because your girl is hella single. Oh gosh. Well, I mean, it isn't not true. It's really true. (laughs) Anyway, um, I'm just looking to gather all the input and questions you guys might have around singleness and relationships and dating. Uh, I can promise you that I'm not an expert, but I do have some opinions and some experiences and some stories. (laughs) So I want to hear from you, the listeners, my friends, all of you guys who have any kinds of questions or things you'd want me to talk about around that subject. So please send me a message on Instagram at Janine or an email, hello at Janine.com. Can't wait to hear from you guys. Can't wait to record that episode. It's going to be weird, but it's going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) So until next time, keep dreaming, seeking, and stepping out in faith.